0: I want to bring your attention to some just really upsetting news. Uh, Many of you probably have heard about the 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia. Her body was recovered in the woods. Her name, Laken Riley. She was a 22-year-old on the dean's list, nursing student, who was brutally, brutally murdered. And the individual who's being accused of murdering her is, in fact, an illegal alien, somebody who shouldn't have been in this country in the first place. And there's just so much to go through let's kind of unpack this. So this individual you see on your screen, he is the one who is being accused of murdering this beautiful, beautiful 22-year-old nursing student in Georgia. Jose Abara is his name. He is somebody who's been charged now with felony murder, false imprisonment, and the list goes on and on and on. Now we're learning a lot about this case and I haven't working all throughout the weekend to find out more and more. So bear with me as I unpack all of this. There's even more information coming in in real time right now from the FBI and other agencies. But what's going on here? Well, this individual, this illegal immigrant, uh, Jose is his name, he came to the country last year and we allowed him to do so. The Biden administration did so. During his time in this country, he came in with his wife, And a five year old child who he might be claiming is his child, but we have not been able to confirm if that's the case and if there's been any DNA testing done in that situation. So we won't say it's his son as of yet. We know a lot of these fake family units that are built up and then they make their way over here because they know that they have a better shot at getting an asylum claim. And, And Jose knew that. In fact, Jose's wife spoke with the New York Post saying, We got married so we could join our asylum cases. Okay. So understand all of that. So he came into our country illegally and was charged last year with endangering the welfare of a child. Now we don't know the child's name or information, but according to reports, that child was five years old, which might be the child he came into the country with. He was also charged with motor vehicle license violations during that arrest. Now here's where things get a little funky. The NYPD made the arrest. I was told this happened in Queens, New York. The NYPD apparently, according to ICE, when I reached out to the NYPD first off and I asked them about this arrest, the NYPD today told me they had no information regarding this arrest. But now I'm hearing from ICE, they somehow, they're accusing New York of misfiling the the dates on it. So the arrest should have said that it happened on August 31st of last year, but The NYPD listed it as September 14th, which is strange. So again, the NYPD is telling me that they don't even have the record of the arrest. But then it gets even more suspicious. Uh, ICE, again, I asked ICE directly in an email. Specifically, I asked ICE, did you place a retainer on Jose when he was arrested by the New York City Police Department? And ICE deferred me to a bunch of other agencies that had nothing to do with it. But then i finally got to the bottom of it and they released a public statement saying that they couldn't place a detainer on jose because the nypd released him again guys they likely didn't even make the attempt to do so and to be fair new york doesn't hold any of these detainers and they don't take them seriously so ICE isis probably just kind of chopped it up to say we just we have no skin in this anymore and they're not filing these because new york city is a sanctuary city again very suspicious. Now, I want to bring you over to an affidavit that I received again from the Department of Justice. This one's in regards to Jose's brother, who also was living here illegally. His first name is Diego. Now, Diego was apparently stopped by a police officer in Georgia because he matched a description of Lakeland's uh, suspected murderer. And so when they did, Diego presented that police officer, allegedly, with a fake green card. Again, guys, these guys are clearly doing this intentionally. Allegedly, they are giving over fake documents, and they are getting away with crimes. So it's interesting, right? So he, so his brother, Jose, was charged in New York. Now he finds himself in Georgia. The NYPD won't confirm with me if he ever miss any court dates. He's living with his brother, Diego, according to reports. And his brother who just recently got to the United States, hasn't even been here for a full year, has been racking up charges, all separate instances. He's racked up DUI shoplifting and failing to appear for a fingerprint offense. Again, more craziness. Diego shouldn't have been in the country either. And again, and again, he committed crimes in our country and was released back into the public. Now, the DOJ sent over the criminal complaints to me. They also sent over the affidavits regarding Diego. But here's where it gets interesting. I didn't ask them about Diego. I asked them about Jose. I wanted to know the man who's accused of murdering this 22-year-old girl what his deal was. And the Department of Justice wouldn't give me that information. Instead, they tried deflecting and they used his brother to throw under the bus. So what's really going on here? Now again, and and I'm going to pull this off my phone because this is all again happening in real time. Kyle Serafin, the FBI whistleblower we've had on the show before, he's reporting that he spoke to his sources in the FBI, and his sources tell us that Jose, the suspected murderer, Jose had other, um, I guess the, the FBI was investigating him over other accusations, that he assaulted a federal officer. And this was in regards to him when he came into the country, allegedly assaulted two DHS officers. Are you tracking all of this? So what I'm trying to map out for you guys is that there's multiple levels of failure across tons of agencies. Not one, not two, not three, not four, possibly five to six. Again, I asked the FBI about Kyle Serafin's allegations and the FBI just moments ago declined to comment. And again, now I'm hearing from the NYPD, they don't have any records of his arrest, Jose's arrest from 2023, don't have any records of that. And then ICE is telling me that the dates are wrong and the filings that the NYPD did. So what's going on here? Well, ultimately, I could just assume what's going on here just from the facts that I'm now seeing. And it looks like we might have multiple levels of failures within our federal government. And there seems to be hmm, maybe a suggestion of cover-up going on right now, I'll say. I want to bring in somebody who has a ton of experience about ICE and how to deal with all of this. Let's bring in Victor Avila. He is a retired ICE uh, special agent. He is also a candidate right now running in Texas's 23rd congressional district. Victor, thank you for joining us. That was a lot to kind of unravel. And so I appreciate you sticking with us on that. There's so much to unpack here. First off, we're hearing ICE. I asked them directly regarding the detainer. Uh, they just said they didn't have, they, they didn't put one in because he was released so quickly. What's the steps that ICE would normally take when putting a detainer on a suspect who is under police custody or is at least being charged with a crime? How does this normally work?
1: Uh, it normally works when ICE gets any kind of notification that there's an undocumented person within a jail system, at a county jail or city jail, and immediately they would deploy. Uh, an ICE Enforcement Removal Operational Deportation Officer to large, lodge that detainer. And what that detainer does, or it's supposed to do, it's supposed to keep that person in custody in case they get released for whatever reason from that pending charge that they got arrested in the first place. It could be a DUI, it could be murder, uh, and, and would keep the person there. The problem that we're having obviously across this country are not only sanctuary cities, but are sanctuary states where they will not uh, abide by that uh, detainer. They will not respect it. They they don't see any authority behind it. And somehow, because it's an illegal person in this country, will release them, release them to the streets. And unfortunately, we're concentrating a lot on this case and rightly so because there's thousands, thousands, I tell you, of this exact case in this country of victims in the United States at the hands of illegal aliens and must end. We already have. Brianna, as you know, a crime surge of our own. Now we're having to deal with people coming in here from all over the world to commit these heinous crimes. But I want to take you back really quick because uh, my sources also were telling me about the assault on the border when this guy was initially detained. Now there's a uh, there's several things that happen here. Border Patrol takes him into custody. They do their initial processing. Then in this case, this individual we're talking about Jose got re. uh, referred to ICE, uh, in this case, because of the credible fear that he had supposedly from being returned back to Venezuela. So they needed additional time. So sent them over to ICE in an ICE facility. And then ICE did the review. And whether or not they, this is the problem that the broken system that we're living under the Biden administration, that obviously that vetting wasn't enough because we don't know who this individual really was, is or his criminal history. We have no idea if he's committed these type of, type of crimes in Venezuela to begin with. So they release him to the streets pending that asylum hearing that we're hearing many, many times over, millions of times over, where these individuals are roaming free under this protected status when they normally will not qualify, nine out of 10 people will not qualify for asylum under our own criteria. So then now he's out, and he's free, and you, you laid out very well. So now we have a, uh, a second opportunity to nab him, and ICE can't get there fast enough because they don't know. There's thousands of illegals being arrested every day for a lot of different crimes, and ICE is not being allowed to enter uh, many times in these sanctuary cities to enter the jails. Now, let me give you how it used to be. It used to be that we had a, an ICE deportation officer, even before it was ICE. It was INS, Immigration Naturalization Service. We had a deportation officer inside the jail. They actually had a small desk there, and they would flag these illegals that would be arrested for whatever charge, the state charge, and lodge the detainer immediately and inform the jail that this person person is illegally present in the country and if in fact is released on bond no bond whatever they need to then transfer the custody over to ice and in the perfect world that's the way it's supposed to work then if the person is released we we see what new york is doing with this revolving door of bail reform and ice would have had the opportunity to grab them there and put them in a facility to then initiate deportation proceedings because in in the ICE world, the arrest is enough. We don't need a conviction. Uh, We don't need to see that case through. We could process them for deportation simultaneously to that pending case that they have at the state level. And of course, that failed as well.
0: Yeah, there, there's a ton of failures going on right now. And that's what's so alarming about all of this. Uh, I, I wanted to also bring up the fact that I'm very familiar with New York and how they've freed so many criminals based on criminal justice reform is what they called it. But it's really just a criminal bill of rights. And just to give our audience some background, back in 2018, when uh, in 2019, when criminal justice reform was going to kick in, there was another legal who did a uh, run over a woman, a mother, while she was crossing the street in the middle of the night. And he fled because he was illegally living here in the United States. And when they did catch him, he admitted to doing it, but he didn't plead guilty. And so ultimately, when he was presented in front of a judge, the judge said, well, in a couple of days, criminal justice reform is going to be implemented. And you're only charged with manslaughter, which New York considered at the time to be a nonviolent offense. And they released him, released him without bail. And thankfully, ICE caught on to that. They jumped on it. They actually followed him. And right when he was about to flee the state, they arrested him. So it, it's supposed to work with ICE where they do go after these these illegals when they are accused of committing crimes. But I mean, I I do out of all the agencies, I have to say my empathy is with them because I think that they are probably so overwhelmed with everything that's happening right now. Well, it's really hard for them to keep up. And maybe in child child endangerment isn't the top of their priorities these days. And so that really didn't make them want to go after them. I think it's going to be interesting. I think the family should file tons of just civil lawsuits against all of these agencies across the board, but again, you mentioned what happened down when this gentleman, uh, Jose, came into the country. Is there anything else you're hearing from your sources? Because like I mentioned, Kyle Seraph and the FBI won't comment on what Kyle's reporting, but it sounds like you're hearing similar things.
1: I definitely heard about and We're talking about the assault here. And this is the, the strange part because they won't tell me anything beyond that because if there was in fact an assault committed against a federal officer at the time that he came in, why wasn't he then detained on those federal charges? Uh, we have people throwing rocks at our border agents and beating, trying to beat them up all the time, and they get arrested for that. So that would have been a great indicator that this individual was going to be fighting the system and and be a danger to our community from the very get go. But you brought up a good point here that this whole the reason we're having this, and you and I could have a show for an hour, hours long mm-hmm. show of just speaking of the victims in this country at the hands of illegal aliens that they never get their say so I, I think. Uh, but the reason we're talking about this and we're here is because of the broken uh, open border system that this administration created. So ultimately, I think it's blood on the hands of the Biden administration and Alejandro Mayorkas because they created it this way. They're the ones, this process didn't exist before. It just certainly didn't exist when I was an agent. And so uh, they have created this system. And unfortunately, they're, they're, they can't even follow their own system good enough to have these loopholes where these criminals and murderers and killers and rapists are falling through the cracks. How many more are out there that we haven't heard of or that ICE hasn't had the opportunity to intercept them at one of these jails? We have a lot of illegals being arrested every single day in this country But because these these counties and cities release them immediately and for some reason, it's upside down and backwards that they even release them faster because they're illegal. They even seem to get some kind of additional protection from those communities. But I'll tell you another thing, these illegals prey on their own communities as well, not only U.S. citizens, but when they come back into the country, where do they come back to? Back to the same housing uh, area or neighborhood that they used to live. And there's a lot of crime amongst them too, believe me, the other, the other community, the other migrants or illegals, are they don't want them there because these are the bad apples uh, that it's affecting the rest of the, this immigration. But ultimately, it's the, the policy that has been implemented down there that is cause, causing the loss of life. And this is one murder, as tragic as it is, but there's been hundreds of murders since this murder with fentanyl pills, over 200,000 under this administration. And no one talks about that either. They're killing us. They're literally killing us. They're killing our youth. Listen, I have a 23-year-old daughter in college, and this grabbed my attention immediately because you're talking about public safety here. And uh, and this is one of the things that touches my heart. And, and the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because if you're not safe in your own community, in your own school, in your own uh uh, Walmart neighborhood, uh, everything else goes out the window. People want to be, feel safe people want to know that their family members are safe at their place of work at their place of recreation. And, and, and I'm glad you're bringing it up and doing this, this reporting, because we need to show the American people that if you support the Biden administration or people that align with themselves with this administration, This is what you're supporting. You're supporting people that come into this country and kill us.
0: Yeah, you are, and this this 22 year old, she reminds me of my sister. Uh, that her friends posted videos of her, like ring doorbell videos, and and all these things online. And I have to say, it's heartbreaking to see because she reminds me just my sister. And you know, we're active runners; we love running. And so, th- this could have been any of us. And this isn't the first illegal who murdered a, a young woman while she was running. We've seen it time and time again. And the media will bury their uh their status in this country. A lot of the times, they won't be open and say what if they were an American. Citizen. Citizen or not, and if they were here illegally. And so it, it's deeply concerning and it needs more attention. But I want to talk about all the bad apples that are being pushed into our country. A lot of people I speak to say a lot of countries are literally emptying their prisons and sending them to our country right now because they don't want to deal with them. And, and we're just kind of becoming the wasteland for all of these toxic, violent people. Venezuela just recently announced this week, or last week, that they are not going to be taking any of these deportation flights in. So ultimately, the US and Mexico cannot put these uh these people that were deporting these venezuelan citizens back on planes and send them back to their country which is alarming but they're saying it's being done because The Biden administration has just, re uh, I guess, brought back a lot of these economic sanctions onto Venezuela, and so they're protesting by not taking any of these these violent criminals back into their country. Uh, When we talk about the Biden administration and even their reluctancy to to get rid of these people and send them back, let's just say best case scenario, President Donald Trump wins in November, and I think he will, but we'll see how it goes. how can he bring these people and force Venezuela to take these illegals back? They're not our citizens. They're not Mexico citizens. They're Venezuelans. So how do we force them?
1: Uh, We're going to force them through very, very heavy economic sanctions, uh, tariffs. Uh, We're going to cut off their aid. Every single economic uh, impact that comes from the United States into that country, it's Venezuela and many others, including Mexico. And by the way, The reason why you included when you said Venezuela and Mexico will not accept them because remember, Mexico is good friends with Venezuela uh, and Maduro, the president. there, and very good friends with Cuba and very good friends with these communist socialist countries. And when Blinken went over there and Mallorca's went there a couple of months ago to Mexico and they made this secret deal that they still haven't shared with the American people. Part of it was Mexico demanded of the United States to lift sanctions on Venezuela. And so I want, I just want, I say that so you could see what's happening here in the background. They also asked for the United States to lift sanctions against Cuba because Mexico aligns with them, not with us. They're not our partner. They're not our friend. And and people need to understand that just because our, they're our neighbors doesn't mean that automatically they're on our side. Believe me, I worked there. I know it's a very corrupt country. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna force these these countries under the Biden administration to take these uh, individuals back. It happened with Guatemala under the the Trump administration where they were blocking the runways from allowing our airplanes to land. And President Trump immediately cut them off. He said, how much money do we send them? And whatever that amount was, stop sending it immediately. And what did they do? Immediately open the runways again. We need to hit them where it hurts them. And they need to understand that Well, it's, it's a position of strength, first of all, you have to come from, right? And, and, a, and a position of leadership. And that's the difference that President Trump will bring. I will help him do that by meeting with these countries because I work in these countries. We'll, we'll get together. We'll let them know. And we're going to very strongly suggest to them that you will take back your criminals. By the way, DHS uh, acknowledged over a year ago in a memo that, in fact, Venezuela was emptying their prisons. We're not making this up. They emptied their prisons and their rehabilitation centers and directed those people to come straight to the United States. This is the truth. Now we're seeing the result of those people. We don't have the databases to to check their criminal histories. We can't, uh, with a three minute interview that the border patrol has when these individuals come before them at, at the border in Texas or Arizona or California, we just cannot determine what kind of individual this is, their criminal history, and even if we did have that, uh, the Biden administration is not allowing our agents to do it by asking them to move these people quickly, especially when they have a child, to circumvent that. And they move them so fast that they're going through the system uh, murderers. By the way, the 385,000 unaccompanied children, almost 100,000 of them lost. Why, why Why are they lost? Because no one checked on it. No one, eyes and tear, was not given the authority or the manpower uh to go and knock on that door to check on that potential supposedly sponsor that's going to take this child and we put children in human trafficking situations forced labor sex labor uh and many other horrific conditions under our own watch and some, as a subject matter expert in human trafficking investigations uh it baffles me and angers me that we continue to see these kids on airplanes and buses being sent throughout the entire uh united states we need to go back and rescue them that's one of the things i want to do as your congressman but it 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 really has to do with the policies we will go back to the policies that work and i will support legislation that will enhance it i don't we don't need any more laws We'll, we'll use the ones that that we have that are very effective but i will want to secure those uh by enhancing with legislation so no one else can undo uh, what this administration has done and destroyed our country and killed many, many of our Americans.
0: Yeah, it's upsetting, and and we need somebody like you in there to do this because, you know, right now the twenty third congressional district really doesn't have a fighter, and you are just that. This is the last week of early voting in Texas. I wanted to remind our audience of that, and. And Victor, I mean, we need to send all of these people back to their countries. Enough is enough. We have enough violence in our own country and we are now just going to become like the armpit of violence for the rest of the world if this continues on. We will just won't be able to survive it. And so that's why, you know, I know we all pray that President Donald Trump makes it into the White House because there's no other chance for our country. We are on the verge of something very, very tragic if we don't push back on this. Again, to our audience, guys, Victor is running for Congress. If you live in Texas, this is the last week of early voting. Head over to Victor Avila for Congress.com Victor, I know you're busy, uh, so we appreciate your time as always, and thank you for jumping on with us.
1: I appreciate you, Brianna, having and bringing this uh, important, important news uh, and tragic news, but we need to hear more. People need to hear, believe me, I talk to voters all the time, some people are not aware of what's going on we got those engaged voters but the majority of people do not know and they are at risk and by the time they become uh, god forbid a victim at the hands uh, of one of these illegal aliens in a crime and it might be something as simple as a property crime right then all of a sudden they wake up and say wait a minute what's going on we need you to wake up now before that happens
0: we do. We do. And we really, we pray on this because our, our country can't keep going through this. And so uh, it's just, it's devastating. Thank you, Victor, for everything. We appreciate it.
2: To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our goose down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our My Pillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free.
3: In a world where technology surrounds us, our exposure to EMR, or electromagnetic radiation, is higher than ever before. With over 400,000 cell towers and antennas in the United States alone, not to mention Wi-Fi that runs 24-7 in our home, cell phones that are carried in our pockets hours on end, and hundreds of 5G satellites in our orbit. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, heart palpitations, insomnia, and so much more. Start protecting yourself now. Introducing Redemption Shield, your EMF protection products. With over 705 star reviews, Redemption Shield is leading the way in shielding and grounding products, taking inflammation out of your body with grounding bed mats, grounding bed sheets, hats, scarves, Wi-Fi router covers, cell phone bags. Come and see us today at RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded. RedemptionShield.com. Use code BREE and save 10%.